0: This is Kim Burns and welcome to What's a Story. That's the name of this podcast, but we're doing a special thing. And actually, my co-host, who's going to introduce herself soon, she and I are doing a What Do You Really Think segment with really great people who we want to know what's on their mind.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Rebecca Berman. And Kim, I'm so excited to co-host this with you. Um, And Um, Why don't we, you know, introduce our guest? Well, so Debbie Baza. Debbie, how are you? Hi,
2: hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my God, God, Debbie, are you in the Bronx right now? I am, yeah, born and raised, yes. So I have to say
0: that the story of my meeting Debbie years ago was I was doing some local TV or TV and radio and then comedy shows. And I had mentioned to, well, a mutual friend, Jane Condon, and some other people, uh, who can I bring in that's really fun and different? I love female comics, which we're going to talk about later. And they said, well, Debbie Baza, hands down. And life has changed a lot for you lately, but we're not going to quite get to that. So, uh, Rebecca? Rebecca?
1: Yeah. So Debbie, we, I mean, this is really exciting for our listeners and for us to hear all about this. So you were recently on the Jimmy Fallon show as a comic, um, which is amazing. Um, and we're like dying to hear like the whole story and how it all came to be, but we're going to get back to that in a little bit. Cause we first want to like get into like who you are and all of the other fun stuff about you. Okay. Um, so you're a Bronx girl Kim just pointed yes. out like what yes. oh, you're a, you live in the Bronx I didn't mean one wom- I didn't mean girl I meant you're a Bronx woman. No you can say girl that's fine. I like girl though because <laughs> yeah, we're all girls you know when, we, when it gets down to it and yes. what do you love about the Bronx? I want to hear what's fabulous about it so does Kim so does everyone out there
2: Well besides uh, my family and friends, uh, it's central, you know. I, I'm very close to Manhattan, New Jersey, uh, Westchester for work, Long Island. So, and we have the Yankees, and we have the Bronx. Zoo. come on now. Yeah, it's a, no, it, it's kind of endless. Um, now, being from the
0: Bronx, does that automatically give you a license to become a stand-up comic, or how did that work? Because I think the biggest question, particularly women comics, got is you know, you were always funny probably, right? I think most comics were always at least the class clown or something. But at what point did you decide that you're gonna actually give it a go? Because I know for myself, I, I didn't do it till much later in life, just so I, like I get out of my house. And also <laughs> so that the people in my, my very sort of serious community, every time I acted up could say almost oh, well, she's a comic. So what's your excuse, Debbie? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, you are right. I was a class clown and I come from a long line of comics. My father was a comic and my older daughter is a comedian, even though I started first, but I stopped for stage fright. But yeah, no, I, I love cracking people up. And, you know, we used to entertain each other at my Aunt V's house on Fraternity Avenue in the Bronx by 187th Street. So, you know, we would sing and we would dance and we just had a ball. I mean, you know, that, that's just the way it was growing up.
0: Well, it also really helps form a style of comedy when you're around funny people like that. Don't you think Rebecca?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, for me, like I'm, I'd love to hear a story from you, Debbie, like my dad is really funny. I mean, he's, he's not a young man these days, but when I was growing up, I'd be in like the backseat of his car, like crying, laughing, just listening to him. Like if I went to work with him or something like, how did that like happen for you?
2: Well, my father was a natural when, when my uncle died, his brother-in-law and we went to the funeral parlor the funeral director said, sir, may I have your coat? And he, and he said, what are you talking about? That's how I got, it. and he just walked in. Like he was always, yeah, he just, he was always on. I'm not even the funniest in my family. I mean, you my know. mother was sarcastic. My father would, you know, he would call my mother ruti you know, and uh, my Wait, brother, what did he yeah, because he had an accent. I mean, you think I have an accent. Like, you know, he would tell me you're so stupid, it's pathetic, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> how I grew up.
1: that's so isn't that just like so heartwarming <laughs> yes it is except for that's that the another i do comedy for the little the the thing cream. about that is you get a
0: you get a tough skin i mean you gotta have a tough skin when you know everyone's telling you how pathetic you are right
2: oh yeah, of course and then i was yeah. fat so my mother you know told me yeah you know, she sat me down she said you know you're never going to put the world on fire why don't you <laughs> get married and she locked up the food cabinets. I mean, it's the truth. You know, I, it was just a, a lot, lot of. Let me in. <laughs> so did you really? Did you really have three husbands? Or uh... I did. I did. But I gotta say, Kim, I would give it all up for you for your life. I mean, come on, you're <laughs> a tennis mom. Come on, look at those arms. If I had <laughs> arms like you, I'd be sleeveless all year, even in the winter. I cut it's the sleeves off my coats. I it's true. your it's life. life. When
1: you left one husband, did you, was it a comedic leave or was it a like, see uh, this is horrible, I'm out of here. Next guy.
2: I think it was just marrying up.
0: (laughs) Good strategy.
2: Yeah. I mean, the first was, you know, right out of rehab, methadone addict. So yeah. 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 So then I moved up and I I married a mailman, but he was a degenerate gambler. So Uh, yeah. Yeah. That
1: happens with mailmen, right? I guess. I guess. Yeah, or they go postal. I think I'd rather, you know, I'm uh, just saying. Yeah, you no, know, I think the gambling
0: kept it from going postal. So wait, so you didn't have one dead one amongst the three? I
2: do, I do. Okay, yeah. that's, see, it that's so happened. hard. Yeah. It was hard. It was yeah. hard. It was upsetting. Going back and forth to the to the uh, hospice, feeding him, shaving him, going home, doing my sit-ups, getting ready for my third husband. It was yeah, not yeah. an easy time for me. No, it's... Uh, it's tough, but at he least I always but I I wonder if you it. have
0: one dead one in the group. He doesn't really count as far as how many you got rid of. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, unless you killed him yourself.
2: Yeah. Well, he did pass. And then my third, I divorced, and then he passed. But oh. but he died first. And we were divorced. So you oh, know. Because oh, okay. I don't so, want a
1: connotation to have two dead. You know, it's so, not oh that no, that, no that. then it's suspect. Yes. And yeah. this also sounds like a, not a Bronx tale. Am I correct? <laughs> well, on my block that I grew up on Morrison Avenue, there were a lot of
2: widows. There really were. Right. So you knew you were destined. I don't know. It's just the way it is, you know. No. And you know, well, you know what they say. They usually say it about the
0: Jewish husband. They'd say, why do all the Jewish husbands die young? Because they want to.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so So here's the... Here's the hey, question. I'm, please, I'm, I'm wait, I got to get my husband in here. I like that joke.
0: So let me tell you, Debbie, you had a funny father. You had a funny family. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know this is true because Rebecca is doing comedy. And I haven't oh. been doing it for way too long. The real question is women versus men. And we all know that it's much tougher for women to get away with a certain style of comedy or what have you. What if anything, is off limits to you that you don't think was off limits to your father or any other male comic?
2: Well, the only thing, well, I myself grew up with, you don't talk about religion or politics, so I don't go near that in in my comedy. And um, listen, I'm an old girl, it's not easy. Let's be honest, I go to the love, you know? And that's, you know, because, it's heartbreaking when I think of the shows that I'm not involved in, but I choose to just go to the love and be happy with where God
1: is directing me. Right. Well, I, I think that's that's fantastic. Rebecca. Um, I know. I, I think, I think it's amazing, but I, I also feel like for anyone listening who wants to be a comic, and and I, I get like, we have funny families. Kim's family's very serious and she's the only funny one in it. But um, no, I'm kidding, Kim. But I was going to say like, what made you actually, you were talking about stage fright. How did you like overcome that and be like, I'm gonna go perform on a comedy stage. And how did that even happen? how did that come to be? I, I just want you to add one thing, you know, to backtrack. As far as a message to any of
2: the women, like when I first, I, my daughter's doing comedy, she's doing pretty well. And I used to talk to her about what I should wear. And, you know, and she would say, Ma, don't worry about what you wear, just be funny. And as a woman, you just work on being funny.
1: And and now for your next question, what was that? Oh, sorry. I just <laughs> meant like- So long I, ago. <laughs> we're talking, you were talking about being stage fright in the beginning. Oh, yes, yes. So, How did you overcome that and actually let yourself get on a stage? Well, what happened was I was told to take acting classes.
2: And then after I got the stage fright, I just threw myself in acting. And I had a teacher and he said, you're very funny, you should do comedy. And I said, well, no, I have stage fright. And what happened, it all happened together. It was like a message after another message. Uh, I found out about a group that was following the book, uh, The Artist's Way. Okay. I love that book. It's great, right? And in it, I realized that there was something missing in my life. You know, I felt an emptiness, almost like I was separated from a twin at birth, if it makes sense. Yeah. So it was something that I just followed. And, you know, I told myself showing up is enough. And I got, and I, I was directed to a great open mic. P and G, P and It was on. It was in Manhattan on the West Side. It's no longer there, but it was just very supportive, and I just enjoyed the whole journey, you know. And then well, I started doing you know, jo- shows, and you know.
0: Debbie, they- I have to say that I'm glad that you tried it by going over to the West Side and getting the heck out of the Bronx and doing what you've done, because we're going to share with our listeners now a little video clip that it's on YouTube, you can find it anywhere under Debbie Baza, VA, of you making it all the way to the Jimmy Fallon show. Let's listen to this.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. I am married 30 years. It took three husbands, but it's still 30 years. Wow, what a great-looking audience. Do I look okay? Thank you. you. It's a lot of work between the creams, moisturizers, and lotions. I got into bed last night, right on the floor. (laughs) My two grown daughters moved back home. That crap shouldn't be allowed. they always fighting and screaming growing up. One morning they're beating each other up over the last pair of school socks. I'm trying to open my eyes and drink my coffee. I walked out of the room, I figured, let the stronger one live. (laughs) I don't care. And they would threaten me. I'm running away, I'm gonna run away. So I would reassure them and tell them, honey, you don't have to run away. I'll get the car and take you wherever you wanna go. (laughs) a favor. Take your sister with you. I like my own room. (laughs) Your father's snoring's keeping me up all night. Isn't that the worst? Trying to sleep with a snorer? You got that little window in between (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) to fall asleep. (laughs) He tried. He got the no-snore tape and the no-snore spray. He even got a no-snore pillow. It kind of works if you put it on his face and... (laughs) I just want to say I love my daughters and I do anything for them. Maybe I do a little more for one, but basically I do anything for them. You've been a great audience, thank you. So did you have that
0: set in mind when you were asked to do this and then Rebecca's gonna
2: do the follow up on why you were asked to do this? Well, actually I did send in a video And what they do is they discuss things with you, what, you know, what, what jokes would be appropriate, because I play for all different audiences, temples to, to urban bars, you know, so not all of my material would be suited for the tonight show. So I actually was, um, we discussed it,
1: what they, what they liked. And uh, that was how I came up with that set. So they had like different. They'd seen you do different bits,
2: and right. I sent in a video. I had no idea it was for the Tonight Show. By the way, I, so I just we- want to say that. Well, how's how does that work? What do you mean? Well, this <laughs> this is how it worked. It was a complete godsend. Okay, a godshot. I have a friend. I have a few friends. You know, we send each other information for shows, and this was a possible show. There was no email to re- a return email and they were looking for comedians and then they were looking for grandmothers that do comedy. So I got the address and I sent it in and I didn't give it another thought because my friend, God bless her, some things are a year old, you, you never know. Right. So I got a call from the Tonight Show and I almost fell through the floor. And she said, we're just going through a candidate. She says, we just wanted to, you know, to talk to you. I said, oh, wow, yeah. So she said, and we're going to be shooting the following week. Do you have any conflicts where you wouldn't be available? I said, well, I, I am waiting to get my knee operated on, but I want to tell you if I am on the stretcher and you call me that you need me, I will just tell them I have to leave. We well, and she
0: told there? you at this point who she was? Well, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, she okay. told me. She okay, I was going to say, the I mean, oh, how yeah, long did me trip
2: was the, oh, yeah, she told me it was the Tonight Show. So, yeah, that's when I said I almost fell through the floor. So when we were talking, so when she asked if there was a conflict, so I told her, even if I'm on the stretcher of getting course. surgery, I would tell them I have to go. <laughs> we'll reschedule. So it turns out they did call me, uh, call me back, and they needed me to be on the show. They asked me to be on the show. I was picked up with a town car. And, you know, that morning I ran over to the, the hairdresser an Albanian hairdresser, very, very nice. My hair looked like a helmet, it was out like this and the makeup, you know, but what can I say?
1: Then when I so- got
2: there, they were gonna comb me out. The hairdressers, big, black, black man. <laughs> and he came at me with the brush. I said, oh, you can't get a brush in here. You know, I mean, it was something you had to wash and use a lot of cream. Oh, no, it. well, you would lose yeah. the brush. You'd lose the brush. Yeah, you couldn't get the brush in there. It would have just stuck. So, so since we, we, only have, <laughs> we only have a small amount of time, How nice is Jimmy Fallon? Oh, I have to say he really was a sweetheart. Because they they let me know, because I was there for the two shows, they let me know he might be passing and say hello. So I waited by my dressing room. You're almost like you're waiting for a parade to come by. Oh, yeah. And hello. And we took a picture together. And I had that tag on all day. I don't know why. I just kept it on all day. And he said, why don't you lose that? And yeah, he was very, very nice. And at the end of the show, he spoke to me. And he he, he uh, happened like one of my jokes. I guess it was the one about
1: putting the pillow up my husband's
2: face. I love the pillow joke.
1: I heard. I watched you on it, and it was it was great. It was really funny. And he did come over and say that. Yeah, that was cool.
0: So the, so the last thing is I know that he had uh, written a children's book about yes. Yes. Nana and yes. had come up with this idea, which of course is brilliant, but also gives so many people, such as yourself, an unbelievable opportunity just by by having fun with it which is kind of the way i look at him i mean i feel like he has a really generous
2: spirit he does very very nice
1: anyway any any last words rebecca debbie deb i just want to say debbie it's been amazing meeting you and hearing your like amazing comedy journey this is like you hit the pinnacle being on jimmy fallon it's that's awesome
2: well let's it let's 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 be honest Jimmy Fallon was a blessing 3 months ago. But today I'm on your show. Thank ah! you so much. This was so much fun just gambling with the girls. I just yes. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Now you've hit the top. Anyway, okay. Debbie, I'll see you I'll see you soon. We'll be
0: doing yes. shows in the city. Yes. And then you'll be doing a show for me up here in November, which yes. is fantastic. Yes, right. Thank you for accepting. And right. thank you again Debbie Baza for joining us on What's the Story? I'm Kim Burns. I'm Rebecca Berman. And we will see you next time with another funny lady joining us. Thanks for listening.